Welcome to Notes from the North with Kyle and Sam. Welcome back to Notes from the North. Kyle and Sam are here. And uh, in case you didn't know, I feel like we kind of revealed it in our when we were recording last. We definitely mm-hmm. uh, did some pre-recorded episodes there for a little while to make sure news was coming in, but still we allowed ourselves to have a break. And so Kyle, Kyle and I are back now uh, after some vacation for each of us and uh, ready to hit the ground running just as the Vikings have with with training, uh, training camp that's that's uh, yeah already underway now and already things are happening. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's my cue to jump in. Um, things are happening. Uh, the rookies arrived this past Sunday. So here it is. It's Friday the 28th we're recording. This will come out Monday. Um, so Sunday was the 23rd, Sam? Sunday the 23rd, I think. Rookies arrived. And then Tuesday, I believe, was the 25th. That's when the veterans arrived. And the big deal for the 25th, the kind of mystery there was Daniel Hunter, right? Because he's been holding out. Um, he did show up, which is amazing news. But he's not actually participating. Not because he's hurt. Uh, because of the contract issue. And so this is what people would refer to as a hold in rather than a hold out. You know, so he's not out of the building. He's not there. Or it's not that he's not there. He is present. He is in the building at TCO Performance Center in Egan. But he's not actually doing anything in terms of like physically practicing. Uh, and so in this instance, Hunter can avoid getting fined, which is good. Uh, he's in close proximity to um, whomever you need to discuss things with, presumably Quasito Fomensa and Rob Brzezinski and whoever else helps with the contracts. So hopefully those discussions are fruitful, ongoing. Uh, hopefully they're not combative. It certainly seems as though the coaches are saying all the right things. Uh, in that they really respect who Hunter is as a person, as a man. Uh, they love what he brings, of course, as a football player. And there's just a lot of optimism that things can get done. Something can get done. My best guess, Sam, if I could be so bold, is that we're going to see a, basically just a revision to his one-year deal. Whereas right now, his cap hit is just above $13 million. But in terms of what he's actually making for real cash, he's only, only, I say only, you know, this is within the context of NFL pass rushers. uh, He's only making 5.5 million in real money. And so for someone like him, who is 28, he'll be 29 in October, I believe, um, only making 5.5 million, you know, it makes sense that he wants to lock in some more money. Now, pass rushers can, can and do produce into their 30s. You know, hello, Von Miller, Cameron Jordan, so on and so forth. And, and you know, Hunter, you hope, is kind of in that category of guys who can be ultra productive at 30, 31, 32, so on and so forth. What makes you a little nervous is obviously the, the neck issue from a couple years ago and then he tore his pack um, in 2021. So, look for a combination of uh, those injuries and being a, a touch older, a little bit older, right? Um, and then, but then you also realize too that 5.5 million for someone at his position of his abilities isn't really fair within the context of the NFL. Um, within the context of any other profession, 5.5 million is probably pretty good. Uh, but he's there. And so, at, at the very least, it suggests there's not like insane animosity beyond repair. You have to. 
trade this guy. So at the very least, there seems to be a certain degree of let's come to the table and see if we can find a solution, which I think is positive. I would say. Yeah. I I guess that's the, I'm interested because you say like he's there and so there's some good signs there, but like, is it possible that really he's there just so he doesn't get fined? Like, oh, certainly. Like, yeah, like, that's like, very possible. In the sense that, like, that's maybe like in a sense, like the only reason that he's there. Like, I guess, it, and my understanding would be that the agents doing the legwork on any negotiations versus Daniel Hunter sitting in on on most of those conversations. Um, yep. So I, I guess yep. like it. But like this is a big deal, and I guess it is interesting. I think especially with the way that the team has gone this off season, uh, it is interesting to think about what they do with a Daniel Hunter because again, when he's playing, one of the best. Uh, yeah. Like, he, like yeah. you would say, he's a top three player in terms of talent on on this Vikings roster. Uh, oh, for the Vikings, certainly. Yeah, the- you might you might say he's it's between him and Darisaw for number two. Yeah, you know, and if Darius was number two, then like you said, Hunter's three, right? Uh, but injury concerns, twenty nine. So again, not not super old, but uh, older. Yeah. And it's interesting as uh, I sit here and think about my own age. That's uh, <laughs> that's right, exactly. So we're washed up in the NFL. Uh, yeah. yeah, just a little sad moment there. Uh, but look, looking at his contract right now, and you look at ahead. You've got two void years after this year right now with yeah. uh, a good amount of dead money there. And so I guess yeah. like you said the the most likely is a restructuring of like for this year in terms of just getting some more money. Just my opinion. Like just my opinion. Yeah. Because again, I, I think that like there, I guess there's there's several options on the table right now. And and that's your opinion. Yeah. Uh I'll explain my rationale though. Yeah, why, why can, don't you do that? Because I guess, like, yeah, for me, it, it like it feels like again, you could talk about a long term extension. It yeah, doesn't feel like that's likely with the way that the team has navigated this off season. And I think yeah. while he is a player that has uh, like elite talent, and those are the kind of guys you want to lock up, there is yep. again some reasons why you would avoid doing that uh, and yep. understand where the Vikings are at. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, I I never like the the void year piece, but I understand it's just part of NFL business. Uh, exactly. So what what's your again? If you're going to say one year deal, why is that? And and I guess I'm interested too, like how that could impact those future years as well. Yeah. So it's the whole idea is that uh, they've had this disagreement of sorts. They haven't been able to uh, iron out you know, a large extension that would keep them around for two, three, four, five years. So clearly there's been some sort of issue, right? And clearly there's some sort of concern about his level of compensation for, you know, maybe the long-term kind of thing. You partner that with the reality that, you know, you talk about this competitive rebuild, Quasi's competitive rebuild. Well, is, is the offense rebuilding? Not really. You know, he walked in, you know, you already have young, abundant talent there already. Jefferson was already there being amazing. Jairusaw was already there being amazing. You know, KJ Osborne, Ezra Cleveland, you know, so and so. Like, and so maybe to a certain extent we're seeing that because they added Jordan Addison, they added Ed Ingram. You know, there have been youthful additions, but 
they really they really haven't torn down the offense, have they? It's 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 been a lot of continuity there. The defense, in contrast, seems to be where the rebuild is taking place. That's that's really where there's been this like strip it down, and like you know, I have a tough time believing that this is the absolute best defense they could put on the field. You know, they they have cap space. They could have signed more players, and yet they've chosen not to thus far, right? You know, they could have, they had the space to sign Leonard Floyd, right? They could have brought in Justin Houston this whole time. They could have signed Marcus Peters. They could have, you know, done any number of things, and they haven't. Maybe some of that is scheme fit. Maybe some of that is whatever the case may be. The point simply being they're quite content to roll with the young guys, right? Even if there are growing pains, even if it's, Maybe not 100% the best thing for 2023. There is a rebuild going on for the defense. The basic idea then is, you know, Hunter perhaps can be an amazing player for three more years, four more years, five more years. And if that's his time horizon, then you can keep him within that rebuild on defense and go for it, right? Um, If he isn't, though, then that's a little bit more concerning, especially if you've devoted major money. You know what I mean? Uh, teams don't get in trouble for paying elite money for players at premium positions who are pay- you know playing at an elite level, right? Like if you're paying top tier money for friggin' Patrick Mahomes, like quarterback, you're not worried about it because he, he he lives up to that. But like if if you're paying elite money to an edge rusher, he's just not elite. That that is a, an issue, right? So it just wouldn't shock me, you know, given all that that context. And clearly there's a rebuild taking place in the defense. Just one specific component of the team. It just wouldn't shock me if the theory or the plan was to maybe beef up that compensation in the short term, 2023. That's the competitive portion of the rebuild. Let's be competitive. Let's keep the new hunter around, right? We're not sure if he fits into that rebuild, but that keeps us, helps keep us competitive. And then from there, you can maybe let him go to market. Or, or, or you see more evidence. He's healthy. He's well. He's doing amazing. You can always extend him if you want to, right? Or you could, you could go to market, go to free agency, and see what his price is. And if you want to beat it or you want to match it and keep him in town, you go nuts. You can do that. Um, I just think, for given what we've seen, I think that does make a lot of sense based off how they've approached things. I don't know if that's actually will happen, but I just wouldn't be surprised. And if I had to guess. That would be my guess for those for those reasons. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at with it because I I do think and you even last point even think of who who have they added uh, during the off season whether well, you've added Byron Murphy who's 25 years old you've added Marcus Davenport who's 26 years old and so you're grafting in players to this defense who still are kind of in the prime of their career still relatively young. Again, this idea of where we're building the defense. Yeah, Dean Lowry, kind of an exception. He's kind of feels like more of a veteran stopgap, you know, in a position where they needed help. Um, for the most part, they're really embracing youth. And I was just looking yesterday, Sam, I believe they're 28th in the NFL right now in terms of cap space committed to the defense. I, d- I only think they have... Oh, Frig, I shouldn't say this because I'm uncertain now. I only think they have five players who are above $3 million cap hit, right? So you just, just do the math. That's not that many, right? Like, you know, you're talking Jordan Hip, Jordan Hicks, Harrison Phillips, Davenport's in there, Hunter and Smith, Harrison Smith, 
right? I think those are your five players who are at who are above three million. Everyone else is below three million for this year. Um, they they are rebuilding the defense, right? And that means seeing what you have with the young pass rushers, the young corners, the young linebackers, etc. And 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 then proceeding from there. Um, and so we'll just see. I, I mean, look, Quace is going to do what he wants to do. Doesn't give a damn what Kyle thinks. And that's that's only well and good. Why why should he care what I think? Good news for I, all I'm of just us. making yeah. go ahead, sorry. I was saying it's good news for all of us, but yeah, perhaps. it is good news for all of us. And then we look, if Quasey listens to Nose from the North, Nose from the North, he should call us up. He'd love to have him as a guest. We'll uh share our harebrained theories and he can say whether it's right or wrong. And that'd be great. Um but yeah, it is for the best he doesn't listen to us or take our theory seriously. And we'll see. The Daniel Hunter stuff, though, is fascinating. Yeah, yeah, it is. And I, I guess, like, you talk about, like, some of the different options there. And I guess the one thing about an elite talent, too, is that, like, it would be hard for Neil Hunter to play this year and increase his value exponentially to a spot where, like, you're you're in a spot where, like, yeah. um, I, I guess my thought is that, like, when you're looking at top, talent like the idea of him playing so well that he gets yeah. this contract that is like just absurd I, again like and it's like good for him and and have a great mm-hmm. season uh but it feels like for the most part you've got it you have a no i guess really the point is you have a knowledge of what this player is um and is he healthy and is right? he healthy two, two full years of health and then if he produces again in that three four defense i do think he then he can go back to the to the table and be like listen it's not 24 months now, plus, you know, two years, two full years, two full seasons. And and look at how well I did. You know, I was transitioning. In the, I was transitioning to a 3-4. I was in the Ed Donatel defense, which sucked. And then I did this now. I was healthy again. And look what I did. You know, I was just as good or better. Uh, man, I, I think there's something to that. Yeah. You know, you know e- even though he'll be 29 when he's saying he's 28 right now, he'll be 29 when that conversation is taking place. There's, you know, there's, there's something to that. Yeah. Yeah. It, um, yeah. Over the cap has him at 29 now, but, um, I think so over the caps calculations, they, they, I believe, uh, that suggests he'll be 29 during the season. Yeah. If you go, it's more precise at pro football reference. Yeah. So right now he's 28 years old, 272 days. Yeah. Uh, October 29th is, um, and for those, it says on over the cap that he's from St. Catherine, Jamaica. So there Interesting. you go. Yeah, uh, from Jamaica. 6'5", I think that might be a bit short for him. I thought he was one six five. Doesn't matter. We're, we're just evolving into Daniel Hunter stuff here. He is an important guy. He's really yeah. important to the Vikings. Yeah, the, he's amazing. the Vikings, there's no question the Vikings are much better with him on the field, especially with the depth of oh, the yeah. position that they have right now. Uh, oh, yeah. And so hopefully this gets figured out. Um, let's transition to some other news again. We're kind of doing <laughs> yeah, a little bit of... Right. Uh, news uh, dumping yep. here. I think probably the the other. Well, there's probably two big news pieces. Okay. Might not be a whole lot to talk about on on either of these pieces. Um, yeah, Jordan Addison has uh, again. He I, I know there's some news about him in training camp, but again, the speeding incident is certainly something that uh, has drawn the attention of the NFL uh, wide uh, news cycle. And yep. uh, again, really poor decision making. Uh, yep. Going 140, Kyle and I again in, in Canada, we're dealing with 
uh, kilometers versus miles. And yeah. so uh, I hadn't really typed in the, the miles to kilometers conversion. Uh, this dude was going really fast. Very fast. Yeah. Um, insanely stupid thing to do. Uh, thank God he wasn't hurt. Thank God somebody else wasn't hurt. Um, that's, you know, and, and this is one of those ones where it's like, he is saying and doing all the right things. You know, he, he, he faced the media and owned it. Uh, he, you know, he released a statement initially, faced the media, he owned it. Uh, he made some sort of comment to the effect of any time uh, the head coach and general manager have to answer questions about me and it's for an off-field related matter, you know, it's not a good thing. It's like, yep, that's true. Uh, apparently his family contacted Quasito Comensa, basically just said this is not going to happen. So, like, it seems like Addison understands, it seems that he understands this was a stupid move. It seems like the people around him, his families understand this is a stupid move. Um, and there seems to be some level of, yeah, like, he does seem sincere, genuine, that, like, okay, this cannot happen again. And and, and so, um, the excuse, apparently, that I, I believe it was Kevin Seifert who was first on the news with ESPN. Uh, there's some sort of dog emergency. And that's why he was moving so fast. Um, I love dogs. I got two. Dog emergency or not, you can't drive that fast. Uh, so really, it's good on him for facing the media, owning it. Good on him for seeming to understand the seriousness of the situation. And I guess we just hope that... Uh, doesn't happen again. Just it just can't happen again. Kind of yeah. thing. No, I again, like I said, not a whole lot to talk about, but rather just like acknowledging like yeah. uh made a, a very poor mistake. Uh yeah. there may be future consequences, and if that is totally deserved, uh so be at it. this point, yeah. you also just you you take uh situation and you you hope that uh there is significant learning and that it doesn't happen again. Uh yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. again, people make Poor decisions. Uh, hope again. Really, like you said, no one has been hurt, but again, put himself and others in an incredibly dangerous position. Uh, yep. But uh, like you said, moving forward, and and you, there's only you, all you can do now is be able to understand uh, the gravity of the situation and make sure that you put yourself uh, in the best position to succeed as a person, as a football player, moving forward. Uh, yep. So I, maybe we'll, I'll, I'll do a hard transition here. And, and again, that's yep. maybe a, a new cycle uh, for someone who on the Vikings who uh, had some news come out this this offseason that hurt his image. I, I'll say this, that maybe transitioning. Uh, and I don't know. Again, I've asked you a few times off the record if you've watched the Netflix yeah. documentary on, on Kirk Cousins, but to go from hurting image to helping their image. I don't know if there's an NFL player out there whose image has been helped as much as yeah. Kirk Cousins has yeah. in this offseason yeah. based on this documentary. Yeah, people love it. People love and I honestly I haven't seen the whole thing, which is ridiculous, but like I had vacation recently. I've got a young family, works busy. Um so I will watch it, I promise. But I haven't gotten through the whole thing yet. Um for me a little bit, it's kind of like I felt like to a certain extent, I already knew these things about Kirk Cousins. Right. You know what I mean? So I'm like, I'm not shocked that he's like taking time to read a story to his son. <laughs> it's like, it is, it's endearing. It's beautiful, right? Like it's, it's amazing that he does that. I love that he does that, but I'm also not surprised. Like I've, I've known for years that he 
like is actually it's a priority for him <laughs> to be a good father right like i i uh i could have told you already that like the dude takes humongous hits um like he gets like suplexed every week and he just like keeps keeps in there right like and and um so like i don't feel like it's changed my opinion that much at least so far but i do think it is good that maybe someone who doesn't follow the team as closely is seeing the side of him that he is actually a committed family man seems to be a good father and husband he is actually like unbelievably tough and competitive um you can maybe quibble with the results you know only one playoff win in 11 seasons okay fine that's not great um can't question the work ethic can't question the toughness can't question the commitment competitiveness all those things um so in that sense i think it's really good right it's really good and so i i can't help but like him. you know what i mean you can't help but like the guy no right no i i think it is this the the interesting about this series and part of the purpose is to start start to try and get a little bit of the behind the scenes about who are these people yeah, off yeah. the field and and try yeah. and again they've done this in other sports trying to bring in some fans who maybe otherwise uh would be more casual fans or maybe don't don't even care but are interested like again i was watching it my wife was on the couch and she was kind of picking up little bits and pieces and yeah. and uh again you can see how again this is a production and so there's going to be nice storylines here and i think basically a most if not everyone comes out of this looking pretty good uh mm -hmm. but you can see the way that for me i'm, I'm looking for something else whereas another person is going to be looking at uh other dynamics uh that are coming in yeah. and i know they spend a lot of time talking about talking with the wives uh and, yeah. and partners of of these uh these players um one of the things that's interesting to me, maybe that I'll I'll make a, a note of on the series is I'm one of the pieces that I'm really intrigued in is how well Cousins played last year with all of this attention that was put on him. Like again, the fact that this was yep. behind the scenes, like this series again, they they're like I don't know how much film they took and how much time, but like it's invasive to have yep. a camera crew follow you around. And like, even again, maybe a little bit of spoiler alert, although it's not much of a spoiler. And uh, I know that you haven't watched the series, but watching the camera crew in his car after that Detroit, uh, not Detroit, uh, the New York giants football game, like the postseason mm -hmm. game, like having yep. a camera crew in your car after that, like, I know for myself, I'd be like, get lost. Like I'm, I don't, yeah, I don't seriously. want you sitting yeah. in my car after I've just gone through like such a, a hard and painful loss. And especially when you go back to the fourth and eight decision, all, all of that, uh, he handled it incredibly well. I think that's like that piece of watching him mm -hmm. navigate that is, is probably, uh, if not, uh, the peak of just, Kirk Cousins quality guy uh film like he, I don't yep. know what else was there like he he just he came off it's like man but all that to say I think that watching him and seeing how well he played last year with all of the attention that a series like this would happen and knowing that this was all coming out uh I think just speaks more volumes to to who he is yeah. as a person yeah true enough and one thing Cousins did do um so, Pat, so part of the series that I've seen and you've seen 
Um, so Patrick Mahomes has his body guy, who you know helps him get his body right and stay flexible and all this stuff. Uh, I don't know if you saw this, Sam, but Cousins has actually hired a full time body guy, and so like he's like on staff for the year. He's a full time, and he just helps get Cousins' body right mm-hmm. kind of thing, and that'll be his full time job. And so he spoke about that at his press conference earlier in the week. And so, yeah, kind of interesting. You know, he'll be 35 uh, in August, right? So he's coming up on his 35th birthday, Cousins is. And, um, you know, his answer, he mentioned Tom Brady. You know, and you think Tom Brady had that. Mahomes has his person. And now Cousins is investing in that to try to keep his body right. So that's kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah, no, he uh, definitely takes care of himself. And it is interesting just, again, looking at it. And, I, like, I, I realized, like, I wasn't as aware – of the injuries that he was playing through last year uh right as the series kind of highlighted and he didn't even really talk yeah. about it a whole lot it was more so like no that they, was revealing they yeah. they revealed like oh like this dude like got injured pretty early in the season and uh you realize that when a quarterback lays in the ground for a little bit of time like maybe they got the wind knocked yeah. out like also maybe yeah. they've got like their ribs are yeah. just damaged yeah. and they, yeah exactly like, are in a lot of pain and uh for him, it was uh, the ladder there. So, again, we've we've dumped some news here. Any last pieces of news that you want to maybe just quickly highlight before we wrap up here? Again, there's All a right, lot ra- to talk about. We're, we're we're moving yeah. into to training camp. We got position battles, lots oh, of yeah. stuff uh, that we could talk about and, and will talk about. Um, but anything yep. else from a kind of piece that maybe we're we're missing that would be important just to to highlight? Okay. Rapid fire news, no commentary, just this is what it is. Brian O'Neill is there. He didn't start the camp on the pup list, physically unable to perform list. So it doesn't mean he's 100 percent Doesn't mean he's progressing really well. They're aiming for week one for Brian O'Neill to start. Great news. Kirk Cousins revealed what Harrison Smith that Harrison Smith apparently likes to put shredded cheese on the plate, just microwave that microwave that cheese, and then just eat the melted cheese. Nothing not nachos, just melted cheese. Harris Dustin Baker. The managing editor of Vikings Territory, you know, one of the sites I do my work for, tweeted at Harrison Smith, is this true? Harrison Smith responded back and said, yes, it is true. Prefers cheddar, says hot sauce is optional. That's big news. Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Sam Slippin' I, I, I was like, I, was, I wanted to just like quickly yay or nay for that. Like, you know, what? I'm I'm okay with it. I love cheese. Yeah. And, you know, and who doesn't love melted cheese? It's, it's. Uh, I think I wrote about it. I said it's a bit odd, but it's not a sin. No, and so that that's where I'm at. I've heard lots of weirder food stuff. I I think that's uh, that, that deserves a pass. You, strange, strange, but not a sin. No. Um, Aaron Rodgers from there. J- J- Aaron Rodgers. So I didn't friggin' he slashed off 35 million bucks from his contract. He's brought his captain down to below nine million this year. Like shortly thereafter, Dalvin Cook's friggin' hopping on a plane to go to New York to have a meeting with the Jets. Pretty wild stuff. I, as far as I can tell, from the outside looking in, the Jets have to be the front runner. I think it's a layup that they're going to take him. What are the chances, Sam, that friggin' the Jets leadership meets with Aaron Rodgers and says, "Hey, dude, let's slash off thirty-five million bucks." Aaron Rodgers says, "Okay, okay," and then there's no reassurances that they're going to add talent. There has to be some assurance that we're going to add talent because why would you have cap space? if you're not going to use it to add impact players. So to me, this has to mean that the Jets are like ultra serious 
about Dalvin Cook. And the fact that he's flying there rather than just picking up the friggin' phone, I don't know. It's not a guarantee. No. It's still the Jets. I find it hard to respect the Jets, but we'll see. Oh, uh, I, uh, it, I, I just have to say Aaron Rodgers quality character guy okay i've always said i I, yeah i know big big fan yeah i'm looking for a new co-host soon you can send your applications to me i work i do work for pts purple ptsd and vikings territory oh gosh what else is going on here jalen naylor has received some praise for his speed and it just like kind of looking good juan williams has gotten some run with the the ones at corner um uh, a few players went on to chris reed is hurt uh, Andre Carter the second UDFA at edge rusher, he is hurt as well. Uh, Kirk Cousins kind of left the door open slightly ajar, maybe about potentially an extension. Says he's going to leave that to Mike McCartney, his agent. And so, basically, if there's some sort of offer that's appealing, Mike McCartney, his agent, can call him and they'll discuss that. So, it's not a firm no necessarily, which is a touch different than what we heard in June. Uh, let's end here. Uh, Andrew Thomas, I believe, I don't think I'm screwing up that name, left tackle out in New York Giants. He signed a massive deal. Five years, I believe it was $117 million. And so that's notable because Christian Derrissaw is a young left tackle. PFF had Christian Derrissaw as the second best uh, offensive tackle last year with a 90.4 grade. Andrew Thomas was third best with a 90.3 grade. And so you're talking about two elite young left tackles. When Thomas signs his extension, that therefore impacts what Darius is going to do with his extension, which he's not eligible to sign yet, but next year he will be next offseason. So it's just one of those, it's another data point. You know, contracts are contextual, right? So what is the context for elite young left tackles in the NFL today? That's going to help determine Darius's value, right? So uh, they're going to have to pay some money to keep this man around. But like we said before, Daniel Hunter, you don't get in trouble, really, for paying elite money to an elite player at a premium position. Generally speaking, that's not that much of an issue. So if, if he just keeps doing what he's doing, then pay the money, it's well worth it. Right, yeah. And, it. and a different situation than Daniel Hunter in the sense that certainly younger yeah. and you can see that you've got years yeah. of, of of oh yeah use for this uh, this player playing at a high level so good well i think uh again cover most of it we'll be back again we're, we're kind of jumping into things and and we've got training camp uh to continue and preseason games happening very soon soon uh, <laughs> wild shockingly soon uh we're not sure if we'll have an episode between now and and the that first uh game we'll have to see i know we've got a little more vacation here but certainly uh, if there's nothing next week, will be something uh, the following week. I'm trying to think about this, but we'll I will we'll, I think we should have a, an episode before before that game. If I'm thinking uh, about it right, for for sure we'll have something, uh, and then we'll be talking about preseason games. <laughs> yeah, you're inspiring conference over here. Uh, uh, yeah. Maybe, yeah, for sure we'll have. Uh, you know, just, just a good reminder to turn on notifications for there you go. Uh, for episodes uh, and uh, just check back every day. Just do that. Yeah, That's yeah. part of your morning routine. That's right. There you go. Check there back every Monday uh, yeah. Yeah, at, at the very least. So anyways, thanks for listening. Sure to check out Vikings coverage over at vikingsterritory.com and purpleptsd.com. Take care, everyone. Hope you're enjoying your summer. We'll be back soon. Thanks, everyone, for listening.